Annie. Annie, hit escape. Okay. So I got it. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to North Coast United Methodist Church. My name is Drew Davis. It is a blessing and a privilege to be able to join with you today in worship. As in every Sunday, we are going to begin with our prayer requests. And I would like for you to please write down in your prayer calendars, please, a special prayer for Mario's sister. Uh, Liz sent me a note last night. Uh, Mario's sister is in the hospital dealing with cancer issues. So if you could please pray for Mario and Liz and his sister. Mario, what's your sister's name? Pauline? Pauline. Any other prayer requests for today? Crystal? Yes. I'll talk about that in a second. Yes. Any other prayer requests? Okay, so... Wes, yes, please. Uh, Les has re received some blessings that his sister is receiving as we continue to pray for his nephew's treatments and, and housing care for her as they're going back and forth to the hospital. Les is, I, I don't want to spill the, still the blessing from Les, so uh, ask him about it at the end of the church so you can hear the spirit in his voice as he shares it too. So next week, I, I leave tomorrow morning. My plane takes off at 620 I will return to San Diego the following Tuesday, the 22nd. I'll physically be back in the church on the 23rd if my test comes out the right way. Um, so just hold me in prayer as I go back east to see my dad. Um, so today, we were, had originally scheduled a, a youth gathering to watch the Super Bowl. We had to cancel that because I'm very behind on prep work of going back east, and I, I need to be with my kids too. So I, we canceled that so I can have family time before I go back east. But that is being moved to February 27th, and you'll see these, these signs. Good morning. Um, as is usual, I'm going to start uh, like the furthest out and review some of what we've got going on. So um, even before I get into that, though, I would like to point out the flowers. The flowers that you see are in honor of Virginia Fikes. And as I will remind a little bit later, her service is going to be at noon today. Um, looking at our upcoming events, don't forget, Easter is the 17th of April. Um, spring cleaning for the church. We wanted to do that before Easter. We're looking at Saturday, the 2nd of April at about nine in the morning. And we'll have a sign-up sheet in the near future where you'll be able to pick your area that you would like to help with. And, and you'll see all the kinds of tasks that we have involved with that spring cleanup day. Uh, backing up to Wednesday, the 16th of March, 
from one to six. We've got a blood mobile coming. I think Jan DeRosier is directly involved in that. Got a blood mobile coming from the San Diego Blood Bank. So there again this year, there have been a lot of notices that they're in dire need of donations of blood. So one to six in the afternoon on Wednesday, the 16th of March. On the 8th of March, that's a Tuesday at 10 in the morning, we start our in-person Lenten Bible study out here on the patio or, or in the fellowship hall, depending on the weather. And that will be um, studying Adam Hamilton's book. And I didn't, all of a sudden, the words of life? Words of life is the title of the book that will be um, the subject of that study starting on Tuesday, the 8th of March. Wednesday, the 2nd of March, is Ash Wednesday. So stand by for future information about what we'll have for service on that day. 11 a.m., the pastor's whispering. 11 a.m. on the 2nd of March, Ash Wednesday service here in the sanctuary. On the 27th, as the pastor mentioned, all of the kids get together and have an exciting cookout, kind of a kickoff to ideas of what the, what the teens and the younger kids are gonna have coming up in the future. Um, looking at this week, no Bible study on Tuesday, uh, no Bible study next Tuesday either. There will be prayer group next Thursday, but not this Thursday because the pastor will be uh, back in Virginia. Um, no virtual coffee hour today. But as I mentioned before, we will have Virginia Fikes Memorial Service give us a chance to remember Virginia and say goodbye to her. And that will be at noon today. And that's all I had, Pastor. We're going to have one more very, very important announcement. We have a dear friend in our church who's, who's moving away. We all are very blessed to know Mr. Paul Tillery and all the ways that he's helped with our church, with helping out with the garden and everything in the, in the back and his life as a trustee and his years helping with the kids and everything. And uh, Ms. Raquel Nett, who is our, our children's helper, is going to come and present Paul a very special gift. So Raquel... Good morning. Hi, Paul. <laughs> we made up all your friends from church a survival kit for you to take to Arizona for you and Kathy. So it has two things. So to pick up good new friends, okay? We have gum. So it's a reminder that you friends from church uh, will stick with you, even not far. We have a candle to remind you to continue to shine your light. You're always shining. Cotton balls to cushion the rough times. Golden thread to tie hearts together in friendship. A map to find your way around Arizona. Yes. Oh, I like this one. A recipe, instructions on how to make nopales salad. Oh, okay. A reminder to remove cactus thorns from the nopales first, okay? 
<laughs> and the stress relief kit for immediately stress relief. Have three stress release capsules every four to six hours as needed. See physician for symptoms. Okay, these are the pop up units. This is for you. Thank you very much. We will miss you. Paul, before you step away, we're going to share a prayer for you. And here's a blessing. We live in this brand new world that we've been drawn closer together by the internet. So Paul is going to become our first regular, well, I guess we better say Stephen Sagal is our first regular Zoom member and Kathleen. Well, Paul's gonna join our, our Zoom congregation regular, so he'll still be with us, but we won't be able to see him. So let's have a prayer for our dear friend, Paul. Precious God, thank you for this dear loving spirit who gives more than he has. Thank you for his presence and the ways that he has added to our lives, and may you go with him to add to the life that's going to be built in Arizona. Thank you, God, for the example that he sets in his living. And in your son's precious name I pray, amen. Thank you, baby. There's a poster out front for... Paul, if you haven't signed it. invite you to stand and sing with us power of your love lord i come to you 
Let my heart be changed, renewed, flowing from the grace that I found in you. Lord, I've come to know the weaknesses I see in me will be stripped away. Beloved of God, welcome to worship. As children of God, we gather to grow in God's love. 
Blessed by God's love, we will worship and grow. As the children of blessing, we will bring blessings to all God's world. Thank you, Voices of Praise. I'm going to come over and join Alex and Andrew over here. Snoopy and Star Wars. I knew it. I want you to see the inside of my stole. I've shared this before, but do you recognize anything on there, Alex? Do you see anything that you know? You see Spider-Man in there? What do you see? What's at the bottom? Star Wars is on there. Yep. All of these are different little things that make me happy. And today we're going to talk about love because tomorrow is this day that people celebrate. It's called Valentine's Day. And it's all about love. And there are a lot of things that God gives us that we love and they make us happy. And for me, it's the Star Wars and the comic books. And is that you guys didn't even see Frozen. Did you recognize Frozen? Yeah and Disney stuff, because they're all things that remind me of other people. One of the most beautiful things that we have in all of the love that God gives us is we have someone else to connect it to, including the biggest source of all love, who is Jesus Christ. So every time that you find something that makes you smile real big, whether it's Paw Patrol or Snoopy or Star Wars, or being able to be at church with your friends or special moments with your mom and dad, Remember that the source of all that love comes from Christ, who cares about us so much and wants us to find peace in him. So let's join together. Dear God, thank you for showing me love so I can show it to others. Amen. Okay, enjoy Sunday school.
Please join me in prayer time with Lord's Prayer. God of mercy and grace, rather as in your gracious arms of love, and show your love through our lives, that others may see your overflowing love flowing through us. Amen. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive them that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. As we move into our time of assurance, we thank Christ for the light of his love that shines in our lives, that fills the sanctuary as we join in the presence of the Holy Spirit. And we thank God for the continued love that he shows us daily. Love has made us whole. Love brings us new life. Love is ours from God. Amen. Our scripture today is taken from the book of John, chapter 15, verses 12 through 14. My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. The word of God for the people of God. Let's join together in prayer. Precious and loving God, we thank you for your presence and all the ways that it's seen. Precious God, sometimes it's unexpected and it comes out of nowhere. It surprises us, but it lightens us and it gives us hope. Precious God, sometimes in the moments of our deepest despair and worry, we see the spark of change that is you digging through the darkness to carry us to places of light. And precious God, we thank you for the places of community in our lives and how that community becomes our hand holder. It becomes our caregiver. It becomes the helpers we look for to see the images of your hands and feet in the world. Be with us today, God. In your son's precious name, I pray. Amen. Thank you for coming. Let's give a real quick reminder. I have some special friends here today who have not been a part of our whole series since Christmas. So just a quick reminder. We have been looking at images of justifying grace all the way back to the narrative of Jesus Christ's birth. We looked at the ways that Mary and Joseph responded to the angels. We watched the shepherds respond to the angels. After the birth, once again, we see Mary and Joseph respond to take care of Christ. And we begin to see Christ living through others who have dedicated their presence, their identities to Christian service. Two weeks ago, we looked at 
the Apostle Paul, and we talked about what it means that no matter what our past was, there is still a place to respond to hope. Last week, we looked at John Wesley, and we talked about ways that even when we feel that we are already on the path of care, that we are on the path that we are called for, sometimes we need that heartwarming experience even more so that we can have our light sparked in our heart and we can follow the being of Jesus Christ. Today, I want to share with you, we have looked outwardly in all of our other conversations, Mary, Joseph, the shepherds, Paul, John. If there was only a Ringo and a George, it would be all right. But Paul and John, we have looked outwardly at other people living expressions of love. Today, I want you to know you are a part of that journey. In many ways, you are a Saul who had misunderstandings, confusions, inward anger at times, but have been given the opportunity to have the scales removed from our eyes so that we can see hope. And much like Saul, we also become a Paul that has new opportunities through forgiveness and new opportunities through the revelation of the reality of who Jesus Christ is. Some of us are like John Wesley, that we feel that we have lived this dedicated long life journey. We've held on to the philosophies and theories and we've made them our foundation, and we see that foundation at time crumbling because we have to open our eyes to new opportunities, new paths, and new heartwarming experiences so we can see where Jesus Christ truly is shining that light. Today, as we look at this scripture, I want you to begin to hold on to an idea. It's very laid out and is shared very plainly and clearly that it is those that are willing to set down themselves for the betterment of others is when love truly thrives and love truly transforms. I want us to hold on to that idea. We think about the ultimate sacrifice of setting down life aside as we look at the image of the reality of who Jesus Christ is, the death, burial, and resurrection that has set us free from the slavery of sin and death to give us an opportunity to find a connection to grace. That ultimate sacrifice becomes the ultimate image of what we're called to do but it's not always that intense. We are called to set things aside so that we can begin to look at others who are on this path with us so that we can see where they are in the path so that we can begin to hear their voices, respond to their needs, and to present Jesus Christ to them in the places that they are. I am going to butcher this next quote. And man, Reverend Faith Conklin is here to hear me butcher this quote. I'm going to try my best. Bonhoeffer has a quote. And the gist of this quote is this. I am able to love my enemies when I am 
able to see Jesus Christ in them. Is it close? Okay, I got the thumbs up. I am able to love even my enemies when I am able to see Jesus Christ in them. We just spent weeks after weeks talking about what justifying grace is. Justifying grace is the places that we see the actions of Jesus Christ and we respond to them. And the greatest challenge that exists in that is if we are able to see the actions of Jesus Christ, even within those with whom we disagree, that is where peace becomes real and transforming. In our lives, we deal houses of cards in different ways. I think very much how crucial it was for me as a young Christian, 14, 15, 16 years old, not to mess up. And I remember very dearly and scaringly how afraid at times I was at God because I was afraid of messing up. And if I messed up, God wouldn't love me anymore. And I want to remind you the age I was, 14, 15, 16 years old, 14, 15, 16 years old, mess up a whole lot. Burton's, I'm really sorry it's coming. <laughs> but there is a peace that exists when we realize within the language of the scripture that Jesus Christ set aside something so that we could find places of peace. And it was more than Jesus Christ's life that he set aside. Jesus Christ within living deity set aside deity to walk with us, to live with us, to interact with us, to live within the aches and pains, to cry at the death of a friend. Jesus Christ lived as a human, and as it says in the book of Philippians, that he humbled himself to the image of humanity, even to the extent of death, death on a cross. Jesus Christ set aside the benefits to be with the ones who needed to experience firsthand the interaction with love. Jesus Christ also set aside other things, even though here in 2022, we still talk about Jesus Christ, we still know the reality of Jesus Christ. But Jesus Christ set aside the extent of notoriety so that others could be included in the journey and have their place in the importance of the gospel. Immediately after Christ is tempted in the desert, the first thing he does when he starts his ministry, is he goes out and selects the individuals who are going to go on the journey with him. Setting aside the extent of deity to be with creation and set aside full selfish notoriety to include others into the journey. Jesus Christ continues to show within his entire being what love truly is. Love is setting things aside so that other people have a place at the table. I want us to think about that. There are things that 
And this is the pastor's problem. The pastor says there are things that you or we, I'm going to say it this way today. There are things that I need to set aside so that everyone can have a place in the kingdom. I have my ideas and I have my hopes and my visions of where the gospel is calling me to go, but the beauty of the body of Christ is we're not all being called in the same direction. And when every hand and feet finds its calling and its path, then the kingdom is working all together. I realize that I have the blessing of a bully pulpit on Sunday mornings, but I want you to know that during the week, I am praying for you when you're off on your own as a nurse somewhere or a member of our military, definitely as a chaplain to our military. And all the places that we go, that we become the image of love and we are stuck and called and moved in those places to set something aside so that we can allow others to find their place at the table of grace. I want you to begin to think about living in those terms because I have heard this scripture so many times. And my mind has been locked in the absolute of setting our lives aside. And that is a fair statement. When we set something aside, we set aside a piece of our life. But I want you to know that it's not the extreme as Christ did with the death, burial, and resurrection, although at times it is. But it is also the moments that you're sitting at a dinner table with your 19-year-old and you decide it's not the place to bring up boneheaded mistakes. Or it's the time to set aside a vision because there is a passion somewhere else that's burning. And if that passion can burn, then we can get to the vision. It's all the ways that we are willing to say the words that Jesus Christ shared. Not your will. Not, wait, no, not my will, but your will be done. Wow. Again, in front of Faith Conklin, I did that. <laughs> not my will, but your will be done. I want you to hold on to that idea because every argument that I've dealt with as a pastor, every argument that I've dealt with, with as a husband, as a son, as a father, is these moments that we become stuck that I'm right and you're wrong and everything comes off the hinges. But when we're willing to set aside being right, when we're willing to set aside that there's consequences of being wrong, and we're able to look at the grace of Jesus Christ that brings restoration even to a tent maker that stoned Stephen and even to a pastor that went on a ministry and wasn't quite there yet. That there's near, always near, the opportunity to look at Christ, regroup, and move ahead. Today, as we celebrate Holy Communion, we celebrate that reality. We celebrate what I wish the 14, 15, 16-year-old Drew Davis knew. 
buddy, you're going to mess up, <laughs> but God's not going to stop loving you. Buddy, you're going to be wrong, but God is not going to stop loving you. And when that we stop trying to fight for something that we never earned on our own and start responding to something that is the actions outside of ourselves, we can find our own places at the altar and we can say thank you. Today, as we move into our time of Holy Communion, let's hold on to those thoughts. Let's remember not my will, but your will be done as we hear the words of the grace and the actions of Jesus Christ. The Lord be with you. We lift up our hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and a joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. You are doing a new thing, gracious to those who obey you, even when we burden you with our sins. And so, with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join in their unending hymn, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord. God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you, and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. He heals us in both body and soul. The great yes to your promises. Your Spirit anointed him to preach the good news to the poor, to proclaim the release to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to announce that the time has come when you would save your people. He healed the sick, fed the hungry, and ate with sinners. By the baptism of his suffering death and resurrection, you gave birth to your church delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and spirit. On the night in which that he gave himself up for us, he took the bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, he gave thanks to you gave it to his disciples and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice and union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith that Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us here and on these gifts of bread and cup. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood, that is his seal on us that puts his spirit in our hearts. By your spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at the heavenly banquet through your son, Jesus Christ, 
with the holy church in your, in your Holy Spirit. All honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. Please receive the gifts of Jesus Christ. God of mercy and grace, bless these gifts we return to you, that they may bring blessings to those who feel discouraged, that they may bring mercy to those who are neglected, that they may bring hope to those in despair. In loving gratitude we pray, amen.
Thank you all for being here today. Please, if you have not, there is a picture frame in the outside in the courtyard for Paul. Uh, if you could sign that on the way out, please, and give Paul a holy fist bump as well. But know that Paul is still going to be in the community. The, our new church, the, the Zoom and the YouTube and the podcasting, our church is stretched out. May we live in the power of love. That love may guide our steps, transform our lives, and create the beauty of God's kingdom in our midst. May every person on earth say, love has transformed me, and through me, love has transformed the world. Amen. One more announcement. So if, you're, if you are planning to hang around for Virginia's uh, memorial service and want to have conversation and so forth. I ask that we do that outside. That will give us opportunity to do the work in here. And with the fresh air and everything, it'll help with some COVID issues too. So if you're planning to stay until the memorial, uh, please hang out outside and for your conversations. Thank you.